with that, know what a plum is. Yeah, that's a fruit, man. I, I know what, the cousin I to know, the vegetable. I know what plum is slang for. Yeah, big old juicy plum. Anyways, welcome to <laughs> this week's Amuse Boosh, which we should entitle Amuse Bitch because it's gonna be a bitch. Ooh, good we've luck, got, uh, viewers, <sighs> listeners. We've got so much pop culture to squeeze into these sixteen hours that we promised you. Yeah. So, um. Here we go. Who's here at the table? Let's introduce ourselves first. Let's get the show on the road. All right. Well, my name is Matt White Shoes, White Shoes Cabrera. Ooh. It is a uh, yeah. It's it feels like spring for the first time, and I've never <laughs> worn white shoes before. So. Are you wearing white shoes today? No, he's yeah. wearing sandals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Look at that. well, this They're is new. <laughs> I, I wasn't prepared. I know. I wasn't sure how to wear them because I feel like I have a dark shirt on and it just looks no, weird. No, you're contrasting. I, I got my white yeah. converse that I go out in the rain in and oh. I'm like, <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. I'm, make, self, I'm still self-conscious. It's to make up for the lack of white skin. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it's to, at, at least it's what, taken me what? this long. I can't make these kind of jokes here. At least it's taken me 25 years of age. But uh, we'll, we'll get into whiteness and uh, during disc jockeys. Really? Oh boy, so don't, don't worry. six hours from now. We'll fast <laughs> yeah, forward till the end of the episode. We'll, we'll get into unbearable whiteness. Uh, who else is here? Uh, I'm your abused douche, Mark Zebra <laughs> Jr. <laughs> hey, where's Johnny? We made that joke countless times and never gets old. Never and does. I am the uncooked noodle that you chuck at the wall, but you'll still taste it anyway. Jonathan Kwiatkowski. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. Is that a white people ritual? Just chucking noodles? I've never done it, but I've seen it done before. And I've, <laughs> I've given that glare in the corner. Like, why are you even doing that to the noodle? Oh, Just taste it. I what know. You... Oh. We'll cook it first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although, so, uncooked noodles. Can, can we get a shout out? Those are pretty so good. that al dente. That you know? salmonella flavor. Yeah. Mm. I, I do enjoy them, too. Just crunch it and munch it out that oh, yeah. time. But um, we need to get into a muse boost tonight. We, we need do. to keep it quick. We We've got so much to cover. It's been three weeks since last we've been together. So who wants to dive into TV court first? Bang, bang. The gavel is slammed. I, I can go. All right. All right. You um, go because I need to prepare mentally for I, my TV court. Mine will be as fast as humanly possible. Uh, two pieces of news I want to throw out first. Uh, we got a tweet out from uh, Mr. John Favreau, who is mm-hmm. now helming mm. uh, the Disney Plus exclusive show Star Wars: The Mandalorian, which hey. I know John's excited about. It's got right. hey, it's got Taika, <laughs> yeah, and what? it's got a, it's got Werner Herzog. <laughs> yeah, so uh, we got an image of what appears to be, and I think confirmed now, Taika Waititi uh-huh. in front in front Ooh. in front of a sound. Uh, I like him in front of a microphone in a sound booth uh, with. Uh, a, a f- familiar looking face to familiar uh, Star Wars fans and a, a one and only uh, IG-88 uh, John that's your favorite character correct no. from the Star Wars universe no I know uh, a Taika Waititi I don't know uh, YG-88 I don't, I don't even uh, know what the fuck that is so yeah. uh, IG-88 yeah, in, in the Star Wars canon or, as Mariah Carey would say I don't know her uh, fam- famously stood amongst a, a tr- uh, six other bounty hunters including Boba Fett in Empire Strikes Back so it's like a Tiananmen Square situation oh oh no, no, no. no. Oh, I mean, this is why we need Dan Ryan on the podcast. He was, so yeah, this, decipher it with you. This tall looking robot just, just extended a hand saying, <laughs> yeah. no further tank. <laughs> uh, um, no, so yeah, this supposedly this series is supposed to be after the events of Return of the Jedi, uh, the last of the original films. But uh, I'm excited for this. I mean, more excited not knowing where it's going to be going in terms of that. Because I love exploring the 
original trilogy and what maybe came out after it, like the aftermath after the death of Vader and the Emperor. So <gasps> spoilers! Like, uh, oh, 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 oh God, don't kill me! Uh, but uh, no, I, I just like seeing like the ramifications of like what's what's to come afterwards and exploring and other. Taika Waititi, that's a oh, that's that, a credit. That's a that's a voice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, hey, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna. This. He may pop up later on in TV court. We never know. Oh, I I, I think I know what you're talking about. I'll never tell. A little game of our rock paper but, uh, scissors, yeah. mate. <laughs> Want to come? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's that's my news right there. Um, I'll skip this other one because that. <laughs> actually, no, I'll just talk about. Oh, it don't skip. Yeah. We've got we've got I've got six whole <laughs> note pages of notes of things that so, we missed. Toppling on the uh, the immense uh, universe that is Netflix. Uh, ground oh, yeah. uh, to, to uh, get more excited about animation shows from the 80s now coming back like She-Ra or oh. uh, um, what's that called? Voltron. Yeah, uh, Defend- that's been Le- out for Le- a while. Legendary Defenders, yeah. which is, I guess I haven't watched it. They're I'm not, both good. You yeah, watch them. But uh, now we can we can put our, our friendly neighborhood Transformers there. Transformers oh. uh, War for Cybertron. Well, unless we get <laughs> some um, star screen. What are oh, you of doing? Course that's cr- the cr- thing I want. That's right. Chris Lada. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, that, that'll, that'll be... Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll well, have his like this there. Well, an instant watch for me. <laughs> Tom Kenny, uh, who, fa- uh, who uh, famous voice actor, did <laughs> SpongeBob it, did did a Ice King a nice uh, <laughs> rendition of Chris Lotta's Star uh, Starscream back in uh, 2010, 2011. Once a uh, uh, previous Transformers series it was very good, but I'm I'm excited about this. Anything Transformers? I'm a big Transformers fan. That might help. There might be something down the line Transformers related. I Ooh. might pick, but uh, I'll never tell. Oh, no, I, I know. Uh, Mark Mark does cry whenever a Transformer. Blows out in the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every time a bumblebee dies, yeah, Mark cries. A, a spark emerges. <laughs> An all spark, you mean? Oh no. Till all are one. These Still are all the best Jersey Gardens movie experience that I've ever had in my existence. So all, every reference that I make will just go over all of your heads. I don't know about that. I I've, I've seen a Transformers or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that does it for news. Uh, what I've been watching recently that I just just picked up that people have been raving about, but now is sadly ending is Shit's Creek yeah wow. I need to start that too I, I do s- need to start I mm-hmm. swear to god this show is hilarious yeah. hilarious hilarious and every nice. scene that's uh, that gives weight uh, This so this show is helmed by and created by Eugene Levy and his son who also stars on the show as his son uh, Daniel Levy mm-hmm. and basically the premise of the show is like these larger than life rich uh, aristocrats are um, thrown asunder when their business manager, uh, who's supposed to handle all their taxes, just like is, is like, nope, nope, we're taking all your stuff. You know, even mm-hmm. though this isn't your fault, we have to um, uh, re, 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 was it re, uh, rebo, rebo, repo, repo. That's it. <laughs> Uh, all like their house, all the their genetic per- opera you've never seen. Th- that's right. Uh, that's an instant with, pick with, for Jonathan Krakowski with Paris Hilton. <laughs> it's actually pretty dope, so I wouldn't sass repo the genetic opera anytime soon. It was one of my college friends. Uh, it's got Carmen picks. from Spy Kids in that shit too, and Sarah Brightman. So hmm. it's a good time. Oh, and right. Anthony Head. Oh, there's a lot of talent in that cast. But uh, no, the the show's uh, hilarious. Uh, so it just leads him to like live in a town yeah. that he uh, Eugene Levy's character previously bought as a joke, and <laughs> and, and basically the name speaks for itself. Shit's Creek. Uh, it's a dump. It, it, like, <laughs> horrible people live here. The mayor is played by um. Chris Elliott, 
uh, uh, famous for Scary Movie 2 as oh, uh, I Better Use My Strong Hand. Yeah. One of my favorite funny uh, comedic actors. Um, Catherine O'Hara yes, <laughs> is, is top of the charts. She's always been that way, though. Funny. And I, I there's a scene, I think it's like in episode three of season one. I'm still on season one, uh, mind you. And she's high on antidepressants. Her mm-hmm. daughter leaves her there uh, to for breakfast. And this one of the characters just stops in to speak with her. And she goes, like, like oh, Moira, how are you? She, and she goes, oh, I'm eating egg whites and waiting for the building to collapse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, how matter of fact and her like her delivery, it, it had me at stitches. Yeah, star of stage nice. and screen, Catherine O'Hara. Uh, but yeah, uh, unfortunately the show's ending. I'm not sure if, like, season four was its last season because that's mm-hmm. what it's on right now but uh uh no, I'm, it's it's a show that i will like go back and rewatch purposely because i love it so it's much. a high recommend from a lot of my friends outside the podcast that's right i've got friends other than you two too <laughs> well, why haven't we seen them i don't know <laughs> well maybe if you showed up on a normal day <laughs> or look in your refrigerator uh, uh, <laughs> hey what's a severed on. head doing here <laughs> Uh, all right, so moving on to my next one: uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Oh, I've, I've seen never a couple heard of episodes this. of this. I don't oh, know what this not, is. So uh, I was uh, going to save it, but oh no, 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 we can talk about it together. Yeah. Is um, this robot fighter the thing? No, whatever. This is this is a lot of things. So uh, this well, the this, thing is, I don't know which episodes you've seen because what Netflix has done for this is they've switched I, up the episode order depending on like the viewers' styles, like viewing preferences. Really? Yeah. Well. Uh, shit well i've seen it all okay. so um i've only can, seen three episodes you can, but we you can, can, yeah we'll we'll go back and forth but essentially this is a this is an anthology series uh mainly for all, all different kind of uh, cr- uh creators animators uh basically all different forms of animation cell shaded photorealistic you mm. name it and there's maybe just one episode that actually enables live action for the purpose of it and like being mm. comedic as well so basically shrek retold oh yeah that's <laughs> big series but like no like all all these um show all these shorts they they run from like maybe 6 to maybe close to 20 minutes long uh depending on like how much story or like w- world building they want to emphasize out of it um they they're, they're some of them look just like crazy real. It, it's it's hmm. I've never seen anything like before. Uh, some of them are like silly, fun, and some of them are like really dark and like thought provoking, and they almost kind of make me un- uneasy at times because a lot of them just revolve around well, like lo- love, death, and robots. Uh, so it's if not one, it's usually the other or all mm-hmm. three. Uh, so uh, it's. There's there's a heavy amount of nudity in almost oh, all yeah. of these. What channel is this on? <laughs> Netflix. Netflix. Oh, yeah. This. The, the, I mean, uh, I have that. Yeah. If you, like, are you a fan of the Animatrix by any means? Yeah. All right. Because how it uses different animations yeah. to tell like different stories within. But the, there's naked the, robots in this. Oh, oh. There's a, there's a lot of naked everything. Oh. You're gonna steal on steel? and not just naked. There's <laughs> so, you see action. You're gonna, you're gonna see oh my. close to penetration. My pearls, they're clutched. Uh, there's there's a lot of dick. There's a lot of dick, dick, dick. Dick, dick, dick. Yeah, dick, Tom, dick, 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 and Harry. Dick, 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 uh, but yeah, no, the it's it's all really really unique stuff uh, that I I would assume like close to like if you ever seen like other kind of like animated short compilations mm-hmm. that somehow an actual show spawned out of this as well I could see the same thing happening here uh, with that but some of them are just kind of like you know just showing off like this 
artist or animator style and what they kind of like use out of it and what they want to develop further from it. So I, I, I really dig it. I think it's actually pretty cool. The Matt, three you- episodes, yeah, the three episodes I've seen, I, I wasn't very impressed by it. Actually, I think, really? now that I think about it, it was two and a half. So the first one I saw was like um, the robots in the arena fighting each other. Uh, yeah. Like they have beasts that all combat each other and things mm-hmm. like that for gambling or, you know, like dog fighting basically. And uh, it goes places. It's ultra violent, but I just it didn't really do much for me. Uh, mm-hmm. Like if I saw those characters, uh, I wasn't really invested in the characters. If I saw them more in a future short, then maybe it would go somewhere. But like as it stands, the one that I saw, I think it was like 17 minutes uh, it, it was okay. The plot twist was like decently fine, but it didn't really make me feel anything. The second one I watched was a uh, like three robots, different models wandering around like remnants of Earth or something like that, like post-apocalypse. Yeah, but this one's really funny, or mm-hmm. it's trying to be funny, but I, I think oh. the humor is just too forced for my taste. I don't think so. Occasion- I mean, for me, for me at least. Yeah, no. Occasionally, it did make me laugh, but just not as much as. I, I could clearly tell that the writer of this short wanted me to laugh. I, I just wasn't doing it that much. It felt forced to me, but some stuff was uh, properly well done. And the third one, I'm, I actually was interested in. I didn't finish it. It was, um, I think it's called The Witness, of somebody who witnesses a murder. Yes. Yeah, and I basically like- she's on the run because the, the killer sees that she has noticed the murder and they, they're like right across the street from each other. So she's on the run and the killer's uh, chasing her. I... I haven't finished that one, but that's probably my favorite so far, and I'm curious to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll finish it just because it's it's one season. There's not much commitment or investment, but eh, I'm not crazy about it. Although, I haven't really noticed that much difference in the animation style, mm. so I'm hoping to, to get there in future episodes. Gotcha. Mm, yeah. Interesting. I, I would say just stick with it. I think there's a lot of cool stuff that comes out of that. All right. Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that, that's essentially the order that I watched from what you're yeah. describing. So okay. maybe Netflix t- told you a lie, maybe. In terms of like I just how- read an article, and I asked my brother the same thing. He also got the same order, so who knows? They, mm-hmm. <laughs> that article uh, lied. Yeah, it's possible. I'm going to request that Matt it takes his court case before I do. Wait, wait, wait. I got, I got, oh, oh, okay. We're not I've, done yet. I've got one more. Oh, uh, should have known. Also, we're going to talk about this guy later. And this is uh, Mr. Jordan Peele's The Twilight Zone. Oh, uh, well, yes. if we've seen it, I haven't seen it yet. I, Did not have an hour to say aside. So, I have a little excerpt. I, I can mention it right now because it won't step on your toes, okay. I'm sure. Yeah. I've got The Twilight Zone. Free episode on YouTube starring Kumail Nanjiani. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I'm That's looking forward comedian. to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to squeeze this one in as I ate this morning, but <laughs> I didn't fucking realize the fucking episode's a fucking hour that long. That is too long. 55 minutes? Do not have the time on I a weekend? Give, so, me, give me 23, like classic Twilight Zone. I'm going to address this too, because so I, I've seen the first episode. It's free on YouTube. Uh, it's, you know, I, I too like... Too rich for my blood. I, I, I like that, because uh, that... <laughs> CBS access could be just a, a whole different pile of shit. Yeah. yeah. That because uh, streaming services nowadays are, are for everything. You know, for mm-hmm. every television. I, I don't think it's gonna last. Series. Quite <laughs> well, frankly, no. we'll, we'll we'll see. Uh, it's probably 
it's trying to get people invested in it, especially with the Star Trek Discovery. And people seem to yeah, like that they show. Did, they did the same thing there. I think the first two episodes were on CBS, and I watched those. But you're not going to get me to subscribe for six, ten dollars yeah. a month, whatever. But apparently, well, apparently they have a free week service. So uh, I, by this time, the third episode for um, the Twilight Zone is on there. So I plan on subscribing once the whole done, season's out. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do the free trial. Maybe that's, give them a month. That's a smart move. But um, I, I, maybe I'll give you an even smarter move. Maybe not. To waste your time because I was just, I was not crazy about this episode. Damn, it's okay. I, That's what I've heard online too. Uh, very disappointed by it. Um, and this also speaks to the point where, in terms of time, mm-hmm. too long. It drags way too heavily into the plots and where it's going for uh, uh, Kamal's uh, character. It it doesn't. It doesn't do anything for me. I mean, because mm. uh, here, like, this is similar to like what you were saying about uh, Love, Death, and Robots. Mm-hmm. It does. I don't know what I'm supposed to feel out of this. Am I right. supposed to feel remorseful, sympathetic for him? I don't know because I don't know, my, one of my main complaints was that, like, uh, so Tracy Morgan gives him, I guess, the the ability to like be funny on stage, okay. while at the same time he has to sacrifice something uh, uh, and his or per- someone. Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. and his personal life mm-hmm. into the soul stone. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Come here, vision. <laughs> I don't feel so good. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, and uh, what what the original Twilight Zone did was in less than a half hour, you got everything uh, yeah. like straightforward. It was short, cohesive, clean, and right to the point. Mm-hmm. And it. Every episode for me made me think, you know, even the episodes that like that were fourth wall breaking that that, that put um, uh, what's his name uh, Rod Sterling Rod Sterling in, into the forefront uh, of an episode, I, and it made me chuckle because <laughs> he he intentionally made it to be self aware and like and you know episodes were meant to make you laugh and uh, make you like feel like remorseful for for certain people and mm-hmm. what that did and and. What Jordan Peele does with a lot of his work now, when I get out of Get Out and uh, we'll discuss oh, us we'll <laughs> and and this is he doesn't like to explain anything, but at the same time sp- explain everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I f- I feel like people have been tricked by Jordan Peele in a way. I don't know about that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe uh, in this case, but not in the other cases. But um, <laughs> I see where you're coming from. It I don't know. I do understand. It 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 definitely left. It didn't make me want to go and watch the other episodes now okay it, that that's what it really did it for could me. be a bad one he started with too i hear that on the internet possibly i mean even though because it's the thing on the end of the plane the yeah wing of the plane. even the adam yeah. scott one people were left kind of like uh, what b- uh, befuffled uh, def- uh, befuddled befuddled uh, for go. for whatever reason i mean i don't know it makes i mean i still want to check that out just because it's also a now reinterpretation of the uh, the previous uh, episode, you know, mm-hmm. but um, I don't know. Even comparing it to like another hour long thing of the same nature, Black Mirror handles for the most part. I think uh, I th- inspiring uh, feelings and audience uh, pretty pretty well. I think that show does it really well, yeah. especially with the time that it gives you and even extended time where it feels like an actual movie. Yeah, at times, and I dig that. I, I mean, I can say what I will about uh, their. Um, choose your own adventure yeah. story. I wasn't a big fan of that, 
But um, I still, I think on the whole, Black Mirror does a better job than what this new Twilight Zone does for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the last thing I want to leave that with is that uh, <laughs> this has to be the Twilight Zone because in what world does Kumail uh, Nagiani uh, get acting or acting a uh, comedy advice from Tracy Morgan? Because I, I've, <laughs> Thirty Rock world. I've I've where... I've never found Tracy yeah. Morgan funny. I what th- do you mean? Even on Thirty Rock as the best character, Tracy Morgan I, himself? No, that in fact you he know, was the one that made on Thirty Rock. I don't know about he, that. He was the one who made me stay away from Thirty Rock. Wow, oh, man. Yeah. hot take. Leave the house. Yeah. Get out. Sorry, Me and Matt disagree. I don't know. I think you should go back. I, I, yeah. I swear on your mother's grape. <laughs> right. I don't know, guys. It just didn't do, didn't do it for me. He had to spend all that money at the Benny Hanna's. I remember how funny that was. <laughs> I don't because I didn't watch it. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Well, that's uh, that's me banging the the gavel. All right, all right, Matt. I forego till you go because I've got tons. All right, let me pick that gavel up. <sighs> so let's start out with what we do in the shadows. All right. Ooh. Well, I'll jump in after you're done because that's right. one of my subjects tonight. Yeah, I figured. Uh, so, in regards to the movie, this, uh, okay, whoa, let me backtrack. This is a TV show on FX. <laughs> the TV show on FX, but uh, originally, this is basically an adaptation of a, of a movie. 2014 Ta- New Zealand movie. Taika Waititi and uh, Jermaine him. Clement yep. from, uh, yeah, 2014. Uh, I wasn't too crazy about the movie. I think it wow. was just maybe the baffled look I'm giving Matthew <laughs> right here should tell you all that you need I'm to know. A, I'm a little bit taken back. That movie is like, perfection. I don't know. I enjoyed it well enough, but the humor I think was maybe too dry for me. Get honestly. out! Get out! I don't need you anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. In my we're, talk, life. we're gonna talk about but us. These toxic people. <laughs> Not in my get life. out. You. you <laughs> all right. Oh. <laughs> I just I wasn't feeling the movie all that much. I. Maybe it was the the audience I was with. Yeah, they're not the type to really enjoy it either. But I don't know. Maybe I'll go back and give it another shot. But for now, we have the TV show. And thank God I find it so much more enjoyable. It's I, hilarious. I, I love it. Yep. Uh, the show, it starts off with a very strong premiere. Uh, before getting a little comfortable in episode two. Have yeah. you seen both episodes? Yes, I have. Okay. And I agree with that statement. So I... The, the world built here in the show of vampires infiltrating Staten, Staten Island, Island is, is rife with possibility. We need to conquer Staten Island, Matthew. It's so great in a way that the movie wasn't. The movie was, I think, too isolated. I think it all took place in the uh, the house, right? Yeah. No, it, it, there were some For street scenes, part, too, with some though. werewolves involved and some Yeah, that's fighting. true. Yeah. But I, I love that they open it up. They gave it like a real... Uh, yeah. Geographic location that and next they episode will introduce the werewolves with. as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> it uh oh that's good. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. Uh, just it, I I wasn't expecting them in episode two to kind of pull off a Parks and Rec type vibe oh, with yeah. like really interacting with the city and uh, Staten Island. I think that's funny. Um, there's a, a lot of wit. There's a lot of uh, visual gags. Mm-hmm. Um, episode two like. I've kind of been saying I felt it was a step down. I think maybe there was a little too much talking to the camera. I think it, it needs is... to be an hour. I wanted it to be an hour instead yeah, of 30 minutes. I could see that too. Um, but I, I do think maybe there was too much talking to the camera. And I don't think that's where... But it's a mockumentary style. I know. But there was there was just too much. And that, mm. that that's not where the show's it, it strengths was, lies. Was it like Modern Family but with vampires? Oh, I haven't seen Modern Family in a it, while. Mm. I wouldn't make that comparison. I mean, I, I've seen the, the spots for it where they're like talking directly into camera. Well, that's what they yeah, do. Yeah. yeah. It's like The Office, Parks and Rec, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, but with vampires. Uh, I, I feel like the characters really shine as they play off each other. And I just love seeing that happen. Yeah. 
So I'll jump in. Yeah. Um, the production is insane. The costume budget and the effects that they get away with on FX is more than worth the price of yeah, just watching it. Yeah, it's really great. It. Whenever you see them turn into a bat. Yeah, bat. <laughs> bat. Going. Yeah, they physically, or they literally uh, yell bat. And during this TV version, they have a female vampire called Nausea, and yeah. she is my favorite. She's like my <laughs> my spirit whatever. She goes, hello, the virgin. May I help you out? We want to make the men eat shit for you. And it's just, it's hilarious. Uh, um, I, I like that the second episode gave like more heart to the characters. Yeah. Like that, that, and they, that nice. they put some plots out there that they might tie up in the end that I was really like, ooh, this is interesting where they're taking it. And they've got an NG mm. vampire that's just like a boring old dude. And I'm really just like, well I can feel that. Oh, yeah. um, I said it was side-splittingly funny because I was laughing so hard and I'm obsessed with it. And we have to have to, we have to give uh, Taika Waititi credit for acting in the movie as well because yeah, in yeah. the original movie he was uh, playing um, Viago, one of the main characters. <laughs> so you know he could act, direct, do everything. Uh, I Just know. Power to him. I love and it. Yeah. Watch it. Watch it. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's a full recommend for me. Yep. Same. I I think it would appeal to most people. Like yeah. I, I found the movie too dry. Um, I think other people would say the same, but the, the show is just really. I great. don't think you would like his other work. Have you seen um, Hunt for the Wilder People? No, I haven't yet. That's a good one. I, I, that's I watched. Good too. I watched good. Boy. Wasn't too crazy about that one either. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. I feel like I like his. I think, his jokes, but sometimes the delivery. I, don't I know. think it has to do with like the very like Australian or like New Zealand esque like wit because um, Jermaine uh, Clement, Clement yeah. uh, um, he did a movie called Eagle versus Shark. Okay. That's uh, that's set uh, like in New Zealand. It, it brings that same kind of dryness to uh, mm-hmm. a lot of those roles, and I liked it. But like, I could see that that maybe might not be a movie for you. Mm. So right. yeah, continue, Matthew. Well, uh, last I mentioned was uh, the people in what we do in the shadows playing off each other and going off that same kind of vibe. Arrested Development. I took the plunge. Wow. I know. I'll leave. That part part <laughs> two of four, season four, or well, season five? I hadn't seen any of season five, so I started from the beginning. Okay. Um, you know, I gotta say, finally, the family is back. That's what we, that's what we dearly missed in <laughs> season four. <laughs> it, it does... This I don't se- care for Joe. <laughs> this season does take a little while to shed the carcass of season four. Uh, it's not until like episode three where you actually feel like there's new life in the show. The first two episodes are really just like, hey, remember all these plot threads we came up with? Let's go back to them for some reason. And they're, it's just kind of devoid of humor. It's, I was sad watching it, but oh. I know I had to power through. By episode three, I was like, okay, I'm starting to laugh. There's some solid stuff here. Um, but there are still some storylines that don't really live up to the others uh, in the show. This is a show that does running gags much better than running plot and i'm not sure why they feel the need to be so plot heavy in these last two seasons uh it's it does have a few jokes that land instead of well sometimes i don't know what the fuck i was writing here (laughs) this that is literally jargon but um basically it's a it's an improvement okay um you know if you still hold seasons one through three close to your chest and you don't want to like be hurt again i i probably wouldn't recommend it so um, me. <laughs> but a lot of the characters finally are like with each other green screen is still on the blue payroll uh. it hasn't gone anywhere but there is much much less of it and um 
there, there is a fun joke, I will say, with Ron Howard's real-life kids that finally injects some humor into a, a tired storyline that was introduced in season four <laughs> Thank and, God. and persists into season five. <laughs> okay. but, um, you do actually see Ron Howard's like real-life kids like uh, Bryce Dallas Bryce. and mm-hmm. uh, Ned or uh, a Reed. He, he has <laughs> Whatever. An, he has another kid that nobody yeah. knows about. They, Whatever, Howard. They both show up, and it's funny because like they're his real kids. And then you have another person played by Isla Fisher, who's who's playing like the main daughter. Right. And uh, it's kind of funny seeing them all interact with each other. Finally, onto a show that I, I actually did enjoy a lot, Killing Eve. Yeah, Sandra. Oh, she. Yeah. To, for a tangent, she came to SNL and apparently it was the funniest episode in generations. Sandra <laughs> I, killed I, every. I, I saw she was one in. clip of that. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't seen the whole episode. Yeah. That's good though. I finally saw an ad for this show and it looks interesting. It I'm, is not, really I'm interesting. not. I'm not. I'm not wowed by it, but it makes me want to try and check it out. Oh, definitely. I I would really recommend it. I think it's a very solid show. Um. I, I was ecstatic or really enthusiastic about the writing last time I mentioned it last episode. Uh, it disappointed me at times in the second half of the first season, uh, the only one that's out, but only because it's usually just so excellent. Um, so the the show is still great. Nothing, uh, no major like detriment to it or anything. It's a thrill to watch. It's basically... This is, this is where you're going to feel like it's high praise coming from me. It's basically Hannibal. Ooh. If, if oh. I know. <laughs> it's what we've all been craving Ooh. more of. It's basically yeah. Hannibal, but if you replace uh, the artsiness with, with a sense of fun. Ooh. Yeah, so it's, it's a really Ooh. interesting, enjoyable watch. Uh, episodes are an hour long, but they breeze by. Uh, feels like 30 minutes. And uh, yeah, I, I fully recommend this, especially if you like Europe and different languages, because you get I, a lot of that. I like both those things. I know. There's smart, smart writing, smart characters, mm. uh, interesting plot. I, I like the way it's coming together. Season two, I think, is either this Sunday or uh, this coming week. But mm. it's definitely... Just a, a breath, a hair's breadth away. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that's it for me. I'm putting down the gavel. All right. So my TV court and everything in total, I gave a night <laughs> a neat subtitle to. It's the close shave of Shears, or I'm being John Malkovich, but with Amy Sedaris at the same time, <laughs> which I will explain. So TV court begins. I finished Pen Fifteen on Hulu, starring Anna Conkle and Maya um, Erskine, playing themselves as seventh graders in 2000. Um, it's these 30-year-olds in a 7th grade situation. It's funny, raw, emotional, and it's the best show I've seen in years. Mm. So I totally recommend Pen15. Being that I work with 7th graders, I could see how real it's being and also how comedic it's being at the same time. And I got genuine laughs out of it at the same time of like genuine emotion. Mm. I felt for these characters. So That's definitely great. watch Pen15. Broad City ended. So R.I.P. Broad City. Mm-hmm. And it was okay, I guess. Mm. This was not my favorite season by far. Um, the penultimate episode set at Sleep No More, NYC staple, Macbeth. Nice, Antetis, I love that. Was the best episode of the season. Yeah. Um, it was better than the payoff at a Little Wayne concert when Abby and Alana are in Molly, if that gives you any hints. They're, okay. they're saying goodbye to one another. But I wanted more. It will be missed, but it ended on a bit of a whimper, yeah, which it, I'm kind of sad. I think it might like come were, back in some regards. Maybe a movie or something. Yeah, but I know that um, Alana is getting into horror writing now. So I've she's heard the that. Next trying to be the Jordan next Jordan. Jordan yeah. Here, yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it seemed like they were trying to move away from this project uh, for a little while now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, also on Hulu, I've been watching The Act, starring Patricia Arquette, Joey King, and Chloe Sevigny. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about Gypsy Rose Blanchard, in case you know that uh, real... Uh, Real crime, true crime documentary. Uh, no, Gypsy- I, I swear she's sick. <laughs> Gypsy Rose Blanchard is basically this little kid who's like 19, 
going on 20 and her mom has Munchausen by proxy, which is like, mm. I need to take care of you, otherwise you'll leave me, Gypsy Rose. And um, it's it plays more like a Lifetime movie. I wanted to like it more than I am. I'm still watching it. I'll watch it to the end because I want to see Patricia Arquette get stabbed by Joey King. Spoilers. <laughs> um, Gypsy Rose eventually kills her own mother. And it's like mm. this, old, this whole thing that's going on. But wow. it's cute. I'm interested, so I'll stick with it. But it's not as cute as I was expecting. I don't think Patricia Arquette fits the role very well because um, Gypsy Rose's mother was about 600 pounds overweight. Oh. And that added to it. And Patricia Arquette, she's like, oh, I got the diabetes, Gypsy. You got to put the needle into my abdomen. <laughs> and I'm like, you don't look like you have diabetes. And yeah. They should, they should have gotten the mother from uh, Gilbert Grape. Should have gotten Roseanne, to my be honest son, with you. Give me my son! <laughs> that is a heartbreaking scene, though. I don't know. Have you seen the death scene, but in reverse? <laughs> That no. is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Oh, God. And that tells you a little about my fellow co-host on the podcast. Oh, look it up. It's hysterical. Oh, uh, Project Runway. Three episodes we missed on bonification, body modification, prints, and outdoors areas. It's okay. okay. I think it's going along swimmingly. I'm glad it's back. Um, uh, it would have been funny to see those combined. Yeah, all the same episode. Yeah. I think that would have been a little like complex a centaur, for that. Yeah. Centaur playing guitar. I, I think that would have been a little complex for the designers, but that's just me. Um, We got the Stranger things season three trailer which in my opinion looked phenomenal you know i didn't watch it um what's gonna happen i said i am so pumped i'm just really ready for this and, season and now you can play that game that ties i won't everything i won't together. but i saw it don't worry coming to nintendo switch this summer at the same day but i won't play the game but i'll definitely watch the series all right so big deal i know i talk about this every episode and you're gonna have to sit there and listen to me rupaul's drag race season 11 pulled some shit lately so we missed three episodes. The first one, Trump the Rusical, which was a Grease the Musical parody starring Trump's female cohorts. So we had Kellyanne Conway, we okay. had um, Omarosa, we had Rosie O'Donnell. Excellent, wonderful, good episode. Then we had the Halloween ball where they serve up, the queens serve up three Halloween looks. They have like, which please, um, monster I'd like to frock, which is, you know, monster I'd like to fuck, etc. Another great episode. However, Ooh. last Thursday's episode, just a few days ago, they pulled some shit. So as you know at the end of the episode, or as you don't, and I'm about to tell you, <laughs> the end of the episode, in order to eliminate someone for the show, you must lip sync for your life. The queen that does a better lip sync to a classic song stays. And um, Scarlet Envy, resident NYC queen. So NYC has got a lot of rep on this show. They've got a lot of winners. And the fan base isn't feeling it. Scarlet Envy is kind of like Lana Del Rey, except if she was a drag queen, if that explains anything to you, if you know okay. Lana Del Rey's uh, personality. I like that. Um, she's lip syncing to Donna Summer's Last Dance with Raja O'Hara. So Raja O'Hara's been in the bottom three times now. Scarlet's, this is her second time. But Scarlet's wow. been quirky, her look was better, and she wasn't that great of a dancer, so that's why she's in the bottom. So they're lip syncing to Donna Summer's Last Dance. Classic song. Um... Raja's limp sync was a little lacking, but to tie everything together with the movie that we saw in recent memory, Us, this was filmed a year ago. Mm -hmm. So Scarlet Envy pulls out some shears, some gold shears. Okay. Immediately I'm thinking, this was filmed a year ago. This already has Us vibes to us. <laughs> she begins to cut her outfit off and reveal another outfit underneath it. Okay. Um, which, you know, revealing the true self that is underneath us. I was like... This is connecting. And then Vanessa, one Vanessa Vangie Mateo behind her is wearing what kind of costume? Any guesses? She's wearing a bunny outfit. So behind her, mm. cutting with the shears, she's wearing this bunny outfit. 
I'm getting real us vibes. Scarlet kills the lamp sink. She's, was, was Jordan Peele judged by any no, chance? No, <laughs> no. In fact, Adam Rippon and other Olympic, because it was the Drag Olympics episode, so they had some Olympic celebrities on uh, to judge. But she's cut in the outfit. She's slaying the lip sync. She pulls some glitter out. And then what does Rue say? Scarlet O'Hara, sashay away. Raja O'Hara, Shantae, you stay. And the internet has been in uproar ever since. Mm. This is the biggest robbery since Trixie Mattel was eliminated since Pearl was lip I know you don't get that. But anyway, <laughs> um, I just, these cheers have been following me throughout my whole life, as we'll get into the next TV as well. Um, but totally watch Drag Race. I think Scarlet and V's coming back for a, a, an all-star season. Definitely. I'm just piecing together the mystery that is my subconscious. So at home with Amy Sedaris. Mm-hmm. Favorite show as of late has okay. pulled some shit with me. So the episodes we missed included a makeover episode. We had um, the 15th episode anniversary, which they played it out like a 15-year anniversary, but it was only 15 episodes. It was quite hilarious. And then this week, also a Halloween episode. Weird. So on this week's <laughs> Halloween episode, Amy, and I don't think anyone else would know this but me, in living memory, she staged it to be exactly like the plot of Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte which is a movie that I happened to watch this same week before the episode. So you can understand why I'm getting John Malkovich by Amy Sedaris. It's like she's living in my head. And during this episode, it's the exact same plot. And Amy Sedaris, she plays multiple characters on the show. She's playing the exact same character as Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte 55 years later. So no one would pick up this joke, but me, the production team, and Amy Sedaris herself, she's playing Thelma, but I knew the original character's name was Velma. Same accent, same costume, same death scene. And I was just baffled by this. And I even, I mean, I Instagrammed at her. We'll see if we'll get back to me. I said, Amy Sedaris, I appreciated the Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte parody that was this episode. She hasn't gotten back to me yet, but you know. Time will tell. And she was really channeling that Agnes Moorhead character. And I was just like, someone's in my head this week. And usually it's It's Brian Fuller or Ryan Murphy doing things with American Horror Story. And I'm like, oh, I I get that. But I was just, they fucked me up. I highly recommend At Home with Amy Sedaris. I think you're also being Truman showed. Yeah, I think so too. I always get that feeling. But that is my TV court finally done. 30 minutes in, we're done with TV court. Let's continue on to movie phone. Should I continue? Because I can make it quick. Yeah, go for it. All right. So as I mentioned, I watched Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte, which is Robert Aldrich's follow-up to Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, future watch on this podcast. Um, and it was meant to be Joan Crawford and Bette Davis's um, kind of returning piece. Uh, we know Ryan Murphy wrote the show Feud about this and how they wore together. They did not get along as actresses. Um, so essentially, the, the drama was so high on the set that uh, Joan Crawford quit and she was replaced with Olivia de Holland. Um, and that's where the drama stems from. But it's the hardest Blu-ray that I've ever had to track down in my life. <laughs> and I found it by random chance and I bought it immediately. And the guy that I bought it from said, oh, you have expensive taste? I'm like, it's double the price on mine, sweetie. Check again. And then hey, I bought it. And Let me just say this. You haven't tried tracking down a Blu-ray of Snow Dogs. <laughs> We'll get to that. We need we need an hour for our Snow Dogs review that's coming soon. Um, it's the hardest ruler I've ever tracked down, but I gotta say it might be more fun than Baby Jane, which I never thought I was gonna say. I it's about Bette Davis playing this old Southern belle that might have killed her old love, and then uh, Olivia de Havilland shows up and tries to cheat her out of her fortune and house. And I don't know, it's really camp fun, and I actually liked it more than Baby Jane, which I never thought I would say. Um, I also watched Gilda, starring Rita Hayworth. 
And she's a campy noir vixen in Charles Vidor's 1946 classic. Um, a lot of fun. Hayworth is brilliant. She can sing. She sings the song Put the Blame on Mame. Really campy. And I don't think she gets a lot of uh, credit in her career. Because she only has a few movie credits. But she's really sexy and sweet. Um, I'm going to open up the Bergman box. Which you remember <laughs> that, Matt. I started that. Oh, yeah. I watched three Bergman films in the time that we've been away. Wow. And it Has was it been Bergman's, that long? Yeah. <laughs> it's been Bergman's... Uh, Trilogy on violence is what he likes to call it. Fun. So the first one is Hour of the Wolf, which is inner conflict, madness of the artist. It's about these uh, characters that kinda this artist... Like, kind of sounds like mother, just uh, saying. It, he is a very mother. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be, subscribed, uh, be surprised if Aronofsky drew from him mm. in many regards. But it's about this artist that paints some characters and they come alive and then they stab him in the end. Spoiler. Mm. Um, then we got Shame, which is a war drama. It's just these people living in Sweden, and suddenly war happens. Oh, this is uh, Michael Fassbender like masturbating like, no. like crazy. That, no. that shame. No. And then we got something that I think would interest Matt in particular. We have the Passion of Anna. So it's about guilt in the relationship and self hatred among during the relationship. Sounds kinky. And the stars that Bergman always used, Max von Sydow and Liv Ullman, they break the action of the film by giving interviews from their perspective on their characters <laughs> so like in the middle of the movie they'll be like I don't know what the character's doing here and they'll discuss that for like a good like 15 minutes talk to the camera or? oh they'll talk directly to the camera and yes. then they'll go right back to the action of the movie so I'm like huh. this would really interest Matt that's fun yeah um, getting there I watched my favorite Scorsese film of all time for the first time um, it's The Age of Innocence, 1993, NYC, mm. period piece, turn of the century, 1870s, starring Daniel Day-Lewis, Michelle Pfeiffer, and none other than Winona Ryder. Um, Winona is a gem, biggest celebrity crush I've ever had in my life. I'm obsessed with Winona. I love Winona! <laughs> I love Winona jumping on the couch! I love her! I love her! I love her! <laughs> um, and it might be my fave Scorsese film. It's opulent, sexy, witty, gorgeous, and powerful. And I'm just thankful for the bourgeois of it all. <laughs> I, I can't get enough of it. Um, some trailers that I've seen. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Any yeah. thoughts? Oh, you know, I didn't watch it. Okay. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting take. I think that Sharon Tate is going to learn uh, karate from, or taekwondo from <laughs> Bruce Lee's Kim? character. Because oh. I feel like that's <laughs> yeah. what Scorsese would do. And then kick the Manson family ass. Which would be good because Lena Dunham's getting her ass kicked then. And oh, <laughs> oh hot take. But, I liked girls. Uh, you and who cares? <laughs> I, 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 if I can't say something about that trailer. It, it, it looks like a very like... Not tell you exactly to to anyone to anyone that has no knowledge of what this movie is going to be about. It looks much more tamer uh, from what his other films are, but yeah. obviously that's like the thing. Uh, hey, like, yeah. like I'm gonna get you. Yeah, I'm gonna get you. It's it is. gonna there's be messed a, up. There's a lot of theories online because since the Manson family wasn't shown at all in the trailer, and yeah. he said that's the main like crux, and they're neighbors mm-hmm. with each other. So you think that would go down? Just I, saying. I mean, but who knows? It could be an alternate reality pick, like uh, *Inglorious Bastards*. Yep. It could be him switching up some of the stories, oh, yeah. I some see of the that. history. I could see that. Uh, *Toy Story 4* trailer came out, which looked really better than I initially gave it credit for. I liked it. I'm yeah. excited for it. I did mm-hmm. watch that. Yeah. yeah. I don't better. think it will be as good as three, I, but I do like me some Bo Peep. I don't I think do. it'll be as good as *Detective Pikachu*. If we're talking oh, about it, this uh, summer, *Detective Pikachu* is going to be the best film oh, that we've ever time. seen in our lives. <laughs> so I do like some of the themes that it might address in terms of like saying like, what does it mean to be alive and like why am i alive i just i like those questions that like that character forky was mm-hmm. asking so yeah. yeah i also saw the yesterday trailer which i'm really into i think you know, it i didn't great. watch it that's good that's yeah. some good stuff this I can't guy wakes that. up and in an alternate universe where the beatles don't exist and he writes all the beatles songs 
and gets oh. the fame and credit for that. Mm-hmm. So acro- across that. the universe. <laughs> you would think. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be much. But without Julie Taymor <laughs> involved. Um, and then we have to discuss this, guys. Okay. I am not a superhero fan, supervillain fan by any means, but this Joker trailer took me there. Oh, you know, I didn't watch it. <laughs> well, maybe the joke was on you. I think so, because I am obsessed with this trailer. It's giving me Taxi Driver vibes. Yeah. We even have him in the trailer. Yeah. And we've got uh, tons of Chaplin, Little Tramp. Like, it's giving mm, me... That sounds awesome. It's giving me teacher on the street of Nork, and the kids are ruining my day, <laughs> and I just want to smile, and Jimmy Durante is singing in the background, and I want to see it day one. This fucking October. sounds awesome, but I will say, it's direct... Do you, do you, do you want me to spoil some of your... Uh, Go ahead! Your... Your desire for this? Yeah. It's directed by Todd Phillips. Which is what yeah. my girl Grace said online. She mm. said... He has a, a, a history of fucking things up, uh, yeah. but this trailer is so fucking good. I hope it delivers. We, I mean, we've had like good trailers in the past, but and and, and then ha- just have a movie just turn out fall flat on. But its to ass, make though. me watch the trailer so many times, <laughs> I don't know. That's like good. I'm into I, it, and it's a DC. I know DC. Ooh, once you saw that that staple, that yeah. logo pop up, in yeah, the and I went, there. oh, I can't. It could be seen there. No, it's separate from like the universe. They're but crafting. Joaquin, look at all the weight he lost. Oh yeah. Well, like, and he's just a a big fan of just misery porn. Oh, which <laughs> like, I'm there. Watch maybe. watch any of his movies that came out in the last like two years, oh, yeah. especially when I saw like you were never really there. Yeah, her. Oh my god. Oh, her is a much more like you know like love story. <laughs> yeah, and, and but obviously yes, this is a love story in, too between a man and inherent his craft. vice. Yeah, yeah, yeah inherent was vice. Was I the only one who watched that? <laughs> what oh, was that I about? I don't know. California. Oh, okay, <laughs> mm. I and loved then, it. Last thing before we get to the big one. Matt, do you want to talk about Dumbo real quick? Since it's here. Okay. All right. Nightcap <laughs> review, do Dumbo. I'm going to limit it to a sentence. I thought it was cute. Better than most. Oh, man. I've got... All right. <laughs> better than Maleficent? <laughs> Which has a sequel. Yeah. Coming out this year, baby. Can't wait for that. <laughs> she stole from my girl Gaga. I know. So- I've seen. I was there. So Dumbo, the first of three Disney live-action remakes but coming this year. But he didn't see the original animated Dumbo, so his opinion holds no merit. Wheel yeah. about, turn about, turn like so. Every time I turn around, I jump Jim Crow. <laughs> Which I had to tell him about. Uh, was it in the movie? He hasn't no, seen no, no. Pink Elephants before. I haven't seen Pink Elephants. I haven't. Why do I even do this? No, but I mean, I don't think most of the audience seeing this film has seen the original either. Yeah, because they were like four-year-olds. But I was there with my wine in the corner like, oh, that's a reference to the original. Yeah, but also it's because this movie doesn't really have much of an audience. No. Okay, I'll get into that Which is true. I agree. I'm well, not going to say anything about it. I mean, I will say, I was looking at the box office before this. I had like, I think, a 67% drop yeah. week over week. Which I can't believe I dragged Matt to go see it. Which is... Uh, no, I mean, I, I was... Mm-hmm. Interested in seeing Stay it. tuned for next box office drop, <laughs> Pet Cemetery, coming to you soon. Mm-hmm. Even us, between its second and third weeks, uh, had a smaller drop than Dumbo between its first and second, so that's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, my review for this, I'll say it's it's cute and charming. Honestly, it's cute and charming enough for me to personally overlook its mess of a story. Uh, there's a lot of... It wasn't that messy. <laughs> oh, I don't know it's about that. It's a kid's that. movie. I also don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of new ideas not adapted from the original. This uh, is and true. they don't work. No, they don't. 
Uh, but there are nice brief references. But that elfin sure is cute, though, <laughs> yeah, right? And exactly. Um, Danny DeVito and Eva Green are delights. No, I and think. you forgot Alan Arkin, who is the biggest... Hey, I'm gonna go... Let's go get a hot dog, Danny DeVito. And that's how the movie ends. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. Wait, Ava Green was in this movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did, she, did, she, did she whip out the girls? In the best way that she could. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's she, for a kid's movie. She, can't, she cannot do anything without, like... Uh, it's like we don't we don't She's want She's playing a scantily clad acrobatic oh, yeah. woman. French acrobatic. Oh, steal mm. my heart, Eva Green. I know. I, I had yeah. a pleasure watching that. Le tite. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but uh, but the kids can't act. Ooh. Yeah, this is true. They cannot, and they're not there for a reason. They shouldn't yeah. be in the movie. The, the kids can't act. Luckily, the boys' part is so unnecessary that he doesn't really have to. That he shouldn't have been in the movie in the first place. Uh, and. Going on the acting again, Michael Keaton, his character, uh, basically a version of Disney, is Walt Disney, is yeah. so... Welcome good. to we- Wonder Park 2. So weird. School. You want to be a star, don't you? Yeah. Wonder Park 2, try to make it out alive. Yes. It's so weird, but thankfully memorable, I guess, just because it's kind of bad, campy. <laughs> It's, it's, it's all true. over the place. All true. I can't um, flack him for it. I'm really just not sure whom the movie was targeting in terms of Me. demographics. <laughs> Me. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It, it's not the right tone for kids, and there's not enough emotional stakes or smart writing for adults. Uh, the first half and the last scene are quite pleasant, I'll say. Yeah. Uh, which more of the movie should be like. I, I wish it was. Uh, it's and good. to be fair, the animated movie ends 20 minutes into the live action movie, and then they just <laughs> yeah. invent a plot. Huh. I, which it's the sh- it's one detriment. of the shortest Disney animated movies too. Yeah. Well, at least it has one that going for yeah. it. Well, no, the original anime movie is one of my tops. Mm. So it was weird feeling that flux in between. I thought yeah. it was at the time for me, and then as years went by, it just kind Dumbo of Dumbo didn't grow went on you. Da- Dumbo went da- didn't make you Jumbo. <laughs> no, didn't age well. <laughs> oh, I mean, I made myself Jumbo. Jumbo. Mm-hmm. I'm at Cordo Jumbo as we speak. But mm. this movie made me feel Dumbo. Like Jay Z, uh, 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 but it, it's good for a cheap matinee. All right, that's well, how we watched it. I end my movie phone until we get to a certain movie that we all watch together. Okay. So please speed it up. We're almost at an hour I, in. We're I, gonna get there. I only have one movie aside from the one we're gonna talk about okay. together, right. and this is Netflix's. What uh, is your screensaver? Hold up, we gotta address uh, this fact. What? It's it's the it's man. A, it's a nude Ava Green. No, no, no. no. I mean, close. <laughs> topical. But it's uh the man Will Ferrell, uh, hey. the, the guy it, that Lizzo challenged to a, a flout off and didn't <laughs> succeed. This is when he. He had a uh, his uh, his what's that called lip sync rap battle with him and uh, which was stolen from RuPaul's Drag Race by the way <laughs> uh, just so you know what's his name who's the short guy who plays Kevin, Hart? Kevin, Kevin Hart. Hart yeah that's what they did together <laughs> wow I'm surprised <laughs> you didn't remember his controversial name in today's oh, pop on. culture climate well people can't get over themselves nowadays yeah. I don't but, know eh, no controversy there shouldn't uh-huh. be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm with Matt on this one. I'm opposite. Thank you. Anyway, so uh, I watched... uh, Where's my... Here we are. Uh, I watched Netflix's Triple Frontier. Are you guys familiar with this movie? No. No, Good. You don't have to be. (laughs) Oh, good. All right, so... Mark watches them, so we don't have to. This this movie, for some reason, was getting a lot of press. Uh, It had a lot of big-name actors in it. It had Oscar Isaac, Ben Ben Affleck, Charlie uh, Hunam... Uh, do you, you guys know who this is? Brit- Sounds familiar. British actor. He was in the new, oh. he was in the newest um, um, King Arthur movie yeah. directed by Guy. Uh, the uh, kid who would be king. <laughs> yeah, that's the newest King Arthur movie. Because uh, I like that one. Yeah, I, I, pff, 
you, can, you, you can have it. <laughs> uh, Pedro Pascal. Um, uh, he he's been in uh, some various movies. Not too big of a name. He will star in the in the Mandalorian when that comes out. Wow. He 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 will be the Mandalorian. Ah. Uh, and uh, Garrett uh, Hedlund, uh, are you familiar with this guy too? No. If you watch Mudbound, that came no. out, uh, if it, it, that came out a couple years ago. He starred in that. The Mary J. Blige single <laughs> yeah, music that, video. That's where no, I know it, it from. was the one Netflix movie that got nominated for an Oscar. The Mary J. Blige music yeah, video single. She did the song. Hit Netflix oh, I, movie. That I didn't know. Yeah, that's all I know about Mudbound. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> all right, so this I describe this movie as a uh, a dad slash whatever movie. <laughs> because the premise is pretty whatever to me. So um, it stars these uh, five ex-Marines, soldiers, U.S. soldiers, who um, uh, Oscar Isaac's character, who is now, now like he considers himself like a gun for hire. He's in South America and he's tracking this drug lord who is, he's essentially trying to like make like a mint for himself. And, and so he finds like the whereabouts of like this this drug uh, drug lord's uh, safe house that supposedly has millions upon millions of dollars that he's collected U.S. like currency, and he enlists the help of like his four other soldier friends, Ben Affleck and all these other uh, guys, and um, I get they get the money uh, at, in South America. They try to get it out of South America. Shenanigans ensue, <laughs> and it just it just kind of ends. It's it literally the movie doesn't do anything. The movie is just whatever. It's, it's like there. it there's 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 hardly any like uh, conflict that goes on. Wow. And the action is just like whatever because you know like a movie like this where it like involves like guns and like we gotta get this out of here. No, we have to go on this route. The 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 chopper's going down. What? <laughs> but like it, it the move there's like hardly any tension one of the characters actors whatever gets killed and i'm just like the actor got killed too <laughs> yeah yeah uh they did, it was they, that bad they, they had the cgi him out for, the crow? for rest for, <laughs> the for, crow, sorry. for for real life they have to the <laughs> yeah. cg him out um so the mandalorian is canceled it i don't know it's just it's it's i i don't describe it as good or bad it just whatever and that's that's my big takeaway from it i i want my two hours back really well you ain't gonna get yeah. it back baby <sighs> not uh, well that's it that'll teach you i'm hanging up i'm <laughs> hanging up the phone at least when i saw oceans eight which is my whatever movie i, I had a big bucket of popcorn you always uh, nah. have a big bucket of popcorn. I had a big, uh, like, two empty hands up oh, in the Gypsy, air. Oh, you gotta give me this shot. I got a big bucket of popcorn. <laughs> he, he's doing the DK taunts in Smash Bros. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, or I, or, the, the, or the equivalent of, like, Jackie Chan meme, like, yeah. hands over Bad day, bad day, bad day, bad day. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, what yeah, movies? Yeah, let me pick this up. Let me check the caller ID. Oh, it's Captain Marvel paging me. Uh, uh, here we go. <laughs> I can't wait. Don't care. Let Going to that. This yeah, you're gonna skip ahead. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the episode. <laughs> this this movie reminded me of uh, the MCU's Phase One, the Marvel Cinematic Universe's oh, Phase One. No, uh, I I liked it, but I did feel it was bogged down from having to do a lot of heavy lifting for the MCU mythology, and as such, it took a lot uh, took a little long for me to get invested in Carol Danvers, the titular Captain Marvel. Uh, didn't really happen. I guess spoiler alert. Just do it. Didn't really happen until she she found an old friend. What? Uh, and then I started to kind of feel for her uh, more than I had before. Is it Superman? <laughs> yes. Oh. She finds Superman. That's how she gets her powers. I, that's what I thought. Uh, uh, it, this is a confident movie uh, with some laughs, but it's not as 
uniquely interesting as phase three of the MCU or comfortably competent as phase two, <laughs> which had like Iron Man three, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, etc. Um, as for the point that uh, Mark brought up before, the I'm just a girl moment, I, I didn't think it was too bad. Mm-hmm. Not, not as bad as you thought, but mm-hmm. I, I would have preferred an orchestral Westworld treatment to that. I think that would have been yeah. more fitting. Yeah, that, okay. that would have been cool to, Britney cool to Spears, hear. I'm not a girl. Or just, no, or, no, no, ba- uh, Gwen Stefani. Or uh, the no was doubt. P- paint it, back girl. I was gonna say paint it black. Paint it black. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> oh, that was great though. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I did another spoiler. I guess there is kind of a moment in the climax, uh, the always get up moment. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know get up, we, Carol. <laughs> like we get up, we get knocked up. down, but we get up. It's, yeah. What? Why do we fall, up. Bruce? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of inspiring, uh, maybe cheaply so, uh, but it just feels disconnected from the rest of the movie, and it, it goes on for too long. I, I didn't really like the editing that much of it. Yeah. Um, I I will say I did really like during her final showdown. Spoilers again. Um, the person she's going off against like gets rid of his gun, and he's like, "Yeah, face me, like for real." <laughs> Um, prove it to me. You are special, or whatever, like that. That you can fight. You me. are the special one. That yeah. you could defeat me without your powers. Oh uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah. And she pulls an Indiana Jones and just shoots him dead. <laughs> oh, oh not like, not dead. Yeah. As dead as anyone gets in yeah. in the MCU, and then walks away. And she's like, "I have nothing to prove to you." So that part I, I enjoyed. I appreciate it, but at the same time, I just didn't care. I yeah. don't know. But you that's know, fair. like that. This that's how. That's for you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I liked it, but I'm not going to... I think it's the worst one in Phase 3. Okay. So, yeah. What else we got? Oh, we got our our group watch. And... Oh, wow. Is that it? Go ahead. I guess I could... Should I spend two lines on a a thing that you reminded me of when you mentioned a Netflix movie? Make it two. One called Paddleton. I'll be... Oh, I heard it. I want to watch this. Because the damn channel reviewed it. Oh, um, the damn channel. Oh, Red Letter. <laughs> Red Letter Media. Media. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, it was attached to their Us review, so that's the only reason why I know yeah. about this movie. No, I've been I've been meaning How to appropriate ca- that our <laughs> Us review will also be attached to this yeah. Paddleton review. I've, I've been meaning to catch this movie. Well, it, yeah. it, it's been a while. I, it, it's been a while. <laughs> I, I watched like the first week it came out. It's kind of unceremoniously placed on Netflix. Like um, most. But it, it, it kind of fits this movie, the unceremonious aspect of it. It's about... Um, Two guys who share like a really deep, they're neighbors, uh, and they share like a really deep bond with each other um, because they kind of felt like outsiders in the rest of the world, but they actually truly get each other. One is, uh, I'm not going to spoil like much of it, so one is is diagnosed with uh, cancer, and then they basically have to figure out how to cope with that together um i i guess we could discuss it in further detail when you guys watch i recommend I it, it oh it's short it's short enough it's like, i won't <laughs> it's a it's a mumblecore <laughs> flick oh um, i won't <laughs> mumblecore I, like, I, I didn't love it uh, but i i did like it enough i, I think it does what it sets out to do and there it, it shows you a side of a uh, film that you don't really get to see all mm-hmm. that often um or like just the way it's handled pretty not too dramatically it's realistic um this is uh what are, what are those two two guys uh the brothers that are the duplass. directing team duplass Mar- yeah, yeah. yeah mark duplass so mark duplass is in this with uh ray romano <laughs> how did you get two brothers from that <laughs> well they, 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 they literally work together all the time all right. in all their movies all right. yeah. well you already know i was like, gonna about say the cohen movie. brothers no no yeah. 
So uh, you know, it's Wachowski very, siblings, very, very much followers, brothers, into, sisters. I'll never tell. Now, now they're sisters. They went from brothers to siblings to sisters. You can't say that on the podcast. I, what, 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 it's what, true. What, what, what's the next thing that they turn into? Wikipedia. <laughs> I like them. No, but like I like this one. I like Paddleton. It's very much in the Duplass aesthetic. Yeah. So if you like that, you'll like this. All right. Should we get into our big boy review? <laughs> Let's talk about it. All right. So we had another Nightcaps outing that I also forced them to go to. I know. This wasn't a force. I, I felt like I forced We were all going to watch this. Yeah, we were definitely. all going to watch this. We went this. to see Jordan Peele's Us. Let's discuss. Let's discuss. <laughs> I feel like I have to go last because I'll be shunned if I don't go last. Uh, I wanted to watch. I forced you guys to watch it. I wanted to see this since Christmas Day <laughs> yeah, since I heard that snapping and I, I saw the Pita Nyong'o in the trailer. We were all over that trailer when it came out. Yeah. Oh, that trailer is a I godsend. Got five on yes. It. I had dun, many dun, on dun. it. <laughs> well, that sound. Okay. Before going in, that soundtrack you cannot diss. That oh, soundtrack is perfection. It's very good. I've been listening I, to it. I love the choice of using "I Got Five on it. That it's mm-hmm. such a standout. Such oh, a even that um, she's dancing. Oh, we'll get, we'll get oh, into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ballet themes that I picked up on that. I was like, mm. <gasps> yeah. Well, while we're all like smiling and raving, I, I guess I could start out by start out my review by saying the first two words: a disappointment. <laughs> uh, only because That's why I, didn't go first. I know only because of the hype after uh, Get Out was so strong. Mm. Yeah, um, you know, technically this movie is very well done. Can't knock it, uh, but it suffers from pacing and story problems to mm-hmm. me. Um, there's excellent acting, great music, uh, great control behind the camera, yeah, um, and good writing for the most part. Jordan Peele is very good at dropping breadcrumbs. Yes, but once the action begins, there are stretches of nothing too interesting happening it kind of felt like i was watching a an episode of the walking dead you know mm. you eliminate the threat you move to a new area eliminate the threat move to a new area so every season of the walking dead <laughs> exactly yeah. Yeah. um so it kind of uh, graded on me after a little bit um it means that the major exposition of the movie is uh, stuffed into two lengthy monologues instead of like being built throughout the movie uh, to kind of keep some of the pacing. I'm just going to inch closer to you as you talk about this movie, slowly. Well, what are those scissors doing, John? I don't know. You'll have to find out in 30 minutes. Uh, <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I, I'll say this might be... I agree, Mark. <laughs> I'll say this might be a case, and I've heard this uh, echoed from other people, too. Me. <laughs> no, this might be a case where I enjoyed reading analyses and theories about the movie. More about, the movie. about us, more than I enjoyed watching, not the whole thing, but parts of it. Um, it does lend itself to some good theories. I will commend it. I will give it that. I'll commend that. I on that I emailed to them the next day. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but right. look, see? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Once you put that in my mind, I was like, oh, sh- all right. There's something more. There's there's levels here. Um, it's a solid effort. Worth a watch. Worth a rewatch. But not as good as Get Out. All right, Mark. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I'm still a little bit de- decisive on it. Because the movie works conceptually it's 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 very great or i talked about this a little bit before when we were talking about uh twilight zone where it's got great yeah. concepts he's got mm-hmm. like when when he has something in mind and tries to execute on that you can know where it's like wow like i can i know what you're going for here sometimes they don't come out as great as you want them to be and i still feel that a little bit about get out i still mm-hmm. think i still like that movie mm-hmm. Some of it, it's a little bit messy, especially when it comes to some of the tone, I think. Maybe the same thing goes with this movie, where, like, mm. it when you try to balance horror and comedy at the same time, you're not entirely sure how to feel by the end of it, I think. Mm. Because 
when it came to Get Out, it had the, like most of the comedy revolved around his uh, his friend yeah. in that film, which you know I like. You know, I I, I like his uh, his deliveries and everything, and like how reactionary it was and mm-hmm. and how real that felt to me. It's like the comedy in Get Out kind of added to the tension for me. Mm-hmm. But but here, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, for this one, I, I still, I still dug it. I still like the moments that, like the that the family actually share with one another. I think are actually like towards like maybe the third, second to third act in the movie. I think it's actually pretty good. Mm. Um, but uh, no, like yeah, like I would say something like this, where like this this character would react in this sort of way. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think, and that mostly had to revolve around Winston Duke's character, which I thought who played the dad. Who my grade school kids described as thick. <laughs> I would say okay. Just so you know. uh, he, uh, who also played uh, uh, Mbaku in uh, Black Panther. So uh, and we that's uh, then Lupita was also in that film as well. So uh, Lupita, all, Saint Lupita Nyong'o. All of the performances. I need her in every movie from now on. All, all the performances going from Lupita to Elizabeth Moss, Winston Duke, mm. Tim Heidecker. Yes, who gave a really surprising performance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's astounding. Uh, when Part he, of the reason why. I, when he's when when he's separated from the things that he occasionally does, you're surprised just how good of an actor that he uh, he can be, yeah. and that goes to his counterpart too, uh, er, uh, Eric. And um, all the all the child actors when they have to play mm-hmm. multiple roles are astounding. And I think the theme I think when it comes to like doppels doppelgangers uh, in this are quite unique i think especially when it comes down to when you were we were talking about you know the paddleton review of red letter media balanced out with us and how get out now they mentioned that it's strictly about race where this one is about class class structure Mm -hmm. you know where like because it goes back to that line that um doppelganger lupita says uh, where it's like we're americans red yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, we're Americans, or it's like, yeah. like what, what we're is that? Americans. Like, what does that, what does that mean? You know, or it's like, oh, like we're we're no different than you. You yeah. know, like. And there's also later in the movie when she's like, uh, "You could have taken me with you." Yeah. Mm. But when it comes down to like the questions that you're left asking yourself, where it's like, "How did this or this and that work?" Or how come? Because. Like, so uh, I wrote down here because I, I had to acknowledge it. It's the opening uh, text of the movie. Which I okay, I have something to say about. Let me go. Yeah. Let me go first yeah. because it, there's a def, there's a definite double meaning when it comes to this because mm-hmm. it has to deal with the actual plot and exposition that goes on later and how they actually talk about it. But at the same time, they try to like leave you questioning it at the same time. Well, because that, that that's the thing where it's like. He's always in your face when it comes to delivering exposition, but at the mm-hmm. same time, you you have to think about it at the same time. Like, I like give me one or the other here, Jordan mm-hmm. Peele. Let like, me find it out for myself. Now, or spoon feed it to me. Um, so I'm a baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. So when it comes to us, the, the, um, the questions leave you still rattle rattle around with you, but you, uh, but the opening text tells you really not to think about what's happening mm-hmm. in this movie mm-hmm. and i appreciate that uh but at the same time i can't help but think where it's uh, th- or think about the movie on as a whole and like where what it, it he's actually trying to tell us here mm-hmm. and that has to deal with the whole hands across america thing as well mm-hmm. too so um i'm just gonna leave it there i think i think the movie is uh is quite competent i don't think it's uh, i don't think it's incompetent i think it's uh, 
pretty unique uh, of a concept and like what Jordan Peele is actually doing here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that that's all I can really say about mm-hmm. it. So, okay. yeah. Ta- talking about Get Out, I, I did spark a, a memory in me. <laughs> well, I, I was thinking maybe this movie would have been better served by more abstractness um like you wouldn't really Which, have to think about how mm-hmm. i'm saving all my thoughts i'm biting my tongue like so you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have to think about the logistics of it like if there was more of a of an upside down like from stranger things or a sunken world from a get out like i i wish there was something as inventive. or as rupaul's drag race calls it the in between me down there space <laughs> Ooh, yeah i call that something else <laughs> I got another word for that. <laughs> Check out their Good God Girl Get Out parody on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 11. But I, I feel like we got something as, or I wish we got something as visually nice and abstract as a, the sunken place. Okay. Also would have made you not have to think about it so much, the logistics and techniques, mm-hmm. technicalities and things like that. All right. All right, John, it's all Let you. Let me hitch up my pants. <laughs> okay. I went out of this movie giving it, and I know this is blasphemy, a point something pizza slice rating. I went out of this movie giving it a 4.7 out of 8 pizza slice rating. Wow. But then, after some (laughs) sleuthing, podcast listening, dwelling on my own subconscious, I boosted it up to a 7 out of 8. Pizza slice ranking. Oh wow! It's a big old jump. So that's as big of a jump as Pet Cemetery fell on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and who knows? I may love that butchered ending more than most people would. But well, that's a, a topic for another episode. I really enjoyed this movie. After further thinking about it, I think, and I've heard and read that that title crawl in the beginning was added because producers were like, Jordan Peele, this is a little weird. You gotta, you gotta take it down a notch. You gotta give them something. Right. He didn't want to, but he put it in there anyway. Mm-hmm. I think Lupita Nyong'o, Chris Heidecker, uh, Elizabeth Moss... Tim Heidecker. Whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, gave fantabulous performances yeah. um, outside of their box, too. And this is the first time that Lupita's been in an actual main role. She was in 12 Years a Slave for six, uh, six minutes and 40-something seconds and still <laughs> won the award for that. But at the same time, I think Lupita needs to be in more. And just from her performance alone, I feel like that would be worth way more. Just to see her act against herself in the same situation. I also love how Jordan Peele has so many Easter eggs in his film. Yeah. He had Chud in the beginning, a cannibalistic, <laughs> human-like underground dwellers, which basically spoiled the whole plot of the movie for you if you knew what it meant. And I knew. I was like, going in. Oh, there it is. There were times where I turned to Matt and Mark during this movie and I went, oh, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you get that? Then there were more Easter eggs that, I found out, that, like Shining references and the way the bodies were posed and stuff like that. The context clues are very, yeah. very good. That's what I want to praise the movie about and i feel like that's what i love a movie for is when they have enough easter eggs for like the horror fans out there for the people that are educated enough to Mm -hmm. know what it's referencing and then piece the clues together themselves because basically we know where the movie was going kind of sort of the whole time based on like the title crawl and just a few opening things and just seeing the trailer once you could piece it together but the fact that it didn't reveal everything to me was a little bit better. It did feel like a Twilight Zone episode, which is why I'm a bit d- downhearted because after that first Twilight Zone flub episode, it didn't really go where I wanted there. And I liked the vaguity of it. Mm. And the soundtrack was stellar. I loved the final confrontation scene because these Lupita is dancing a pas de deux, you know, a dance of two as one. And it adds like these layers to these characters. And I know that... 
there was some iffiness on the way the doppels were controlled, but yeah. that's like part of the vaguity of it all. I guess like some people watching that same scene, like mm-hmm. that's what's going through their minds. They don't get to enjoy it. Yeah. For what it is. If we have like a legit spoiler cast, like for this movie. I, <laughs> if we have the time. I, 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 there would be so many like, oh, how come this worked or how come yeah. that worked? I, I couldn't help but ask those questions mm-hmm. you know just because it, it's so ambiguous to know yeah. like what's actually going on and I feel on. like that's why I gave it the low rating at first like I was like I need answers to this but then eventually yeah. I accepted like I don't need answers to this <laughs> and I feel like that's what makes the movie work at the same time because we don't really need answers for it mm-hmm. and the fact that he chose Hands Across America is such like a nuanced thing about class distinction right because these yeah. people held Hands Across America for 10 minutes and it didn't do shit about world hunger it was about that like Mm -hmm. i i don't know i don't know i i I really enjoyed it and i can't wait to give it a rewatch i think i know and i i can't believe i'm saying that i think i might like it better than get out in hindsight and i like get out a lot too oh wow so and i don't know i know i feel like i should stab myself with some shears Uh, uh, yeah. Put a little, uh, put an Elizabeth Moss. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's what I think, and I guess we can finally hang up our movie phone. Yeah. There we go. Oh, I was gonna say something, but I completely not yet. Forgot Let's pick it, it back now. up again. All right. Hello. <laughs> oh, it's still there. The lingering. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Can you hear me now? No. Uh, let me see. It was attention to detail. No. Oh, uh, there was one funny instance where even outside, you know, of the movie, Jordan Peele dressed up as. Um, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo from RuPaul's Drag Race as a golden bunny? Yes, exactly. No, no. When he was giving an interview, he dressed up like uh, Jack Nicholson's character. In, from The Shining. From the Shining. Yeah. yeah. So that's really Plaid. Good. Ooh, um, what a I, look. I, like, I love the detail in his movies. <laughs> Plaid um, and jeans? How did he manage? Ah, <laughs> uh, there was something. Uh, I'm blanking on I'd it I'd be now. more impressed if he dressed as Shelley Duvall. Remember her outfits from The Shining? I remember her outfits from The Shining. Mm. Those classic, <laughs> trashy outfits. We uh, look at our Shining episode or listen to it. But, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I'll hang it up. All right. I, I'm still hesitant. I'm not. Uh, I'll subscribe later. Okay, Mark. Try on the boards. Can we limit it to five minutes? Uh, sure. Between the both of us, I know Matt doesn't get any culture. Or oh, wait, you'd be surprised. Oh this no, week. ten minutes. Okay, we're we've, at an hour thirteen. Out. We can. We've been out. For we're a good. While. We're still on I'll, track. I'll. I'll I'll talk about the show that I'm briefly in. Or, or briefly, briefly. Briefly. No, hold on. No, no, hold on. Not not that. Not, oh. not well. I'll talk about something. So. I saw the off-Broadway show um, Alice by Hearts. Which means you saw my girl Grace McLean as the Queen of Hearts. Yeah, she's very good. I love her, jazz singer. And you saw Heath. Oh, shit, I forgot his last name. Heath as the Caterpillar. <laughs> mm-hmm. Heath Cliff. They, they basically had a riff off yeah. uh, well, for that show. My two great comet reps in that show. Um, yeah, 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 great comet. Also featuring the show. Uh, <laughs> this probably won't mean anything to you, but it's uh, the actors that played both Plankton and uh, huh. Carol, Cheryl. Um, she's the commu- comu- my wi- com- my computer, computer wife. wife, Carol. Yeah. But from, no, from my the, computer wife, Cheryl. From uh, SpongeBob the Musical are, are both in this. He, he who plays um, uh, the Mad Hatter as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think I forget which. which uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, so let me just go into it. Um, I was sadly underwhelmed by this Which show. Which I heard from the reviews. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, well, I didn't look at the reviews uh, prior to this. Smart boy. Yeah. Um, I was more excited just because my my friend Zach Infante from, is, from high school you know, was in. You would have seen it anyway. And he he was he, you know he was very good. Uh, all this all the supporting actors. I'm, I'm saying supporting actors are very vibrant, very colorful when it comes to them playing multiple roles. Um, 
It's like Alice in Wonderland during the London bombings. Right? Yeah, so the pre- the premise of this Ooh. is uh, during you know the London Blitz. Uh, we and need to spin Alice another way. It sounds and, like Pan's Labyrinth. A little kinda. No uh, Guillermo with a fairy prop in this. Yeah, it, it's de- it's definitely no being hit in the face by a bottle and have your face caved in. Mm. None of Future that. Future watch on the podcast. <laughs> Yikes! That gave me nightmares. Um, I love that movie. So it's uh, the title character is. Alice Spencer, uh, and um, basically she's surrounded by all these shell-shocked people. One, one's like a child, one's like a, a debutante, the other's like a traumatized soldier, and literally it's like uh, oh, her, her friend's, uh, her childhood friend is now dying of tuberculosis. And he's moved to a separate medical uh, Just wing. Just like and, oh. and she tries to pretty much use Alice in Wonderland or even Alice in the Looking Glass as a means of like Escaping from the trauma and the torment that's going on during this time, mm-hmm. uh, and as like she's trying to read it, the 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 nurse tears up all the pages and throws it away. But she knows Alice by heart, she, like that's where that comes from, essentially. And it's not <laughs> that you. <laughs> the look I gave Mark was a little bit of soulless. It's not, <laughs> and that's not very good to that's, say. Yeah. That's what that is. I mean, that, that keeps coming up later on, uh, where it's like, Don't you, you know, know it by heart, you, you, Alice? Yes. Drink now. <laughs> um, Literally. And so it keeps facing back and forth between Wonderland and reality, mm-hmm. and it's not well established if, like, if her herself is diving into Wonderland. That's where the messiness of this actually comes uh, comes into play here. And so her f- dying friend is play is playing the white rabbit and and she's the the emphasis uh, one of the themes of mo- little motifs they use is time and time's always a factor here he's like oh i'm late i'm late and she's like no don't go anywhere let's stay on this page we don't have to go any further where it's like no like but time is always fleeting and she keeps trying to say like oh like uh, i'm running out of time i don't know what to do with all this time and the actress that plays the cheshire cat uh, in, in the show is I one, personally one of my favorite characters uh, uh, in this production and she keeps telling you where it's like it's not like like how much time we have it's what we do with that time that we have that's mm. most uh, impactful and all the little like questions that she gives Alice are actually very good I like them and they have this I kind of like the set what they have here because it's it, it's it's in a London su- yeah. uh, uh, subway that's used mm. as a bomb shelter and they use all these different types of like 1940s props and not that that are used to like emphasis like on like the the turtle or like the flamingos or the jabberwocky that makes it a little bit more larger than life. I like that. I actually think that's pretty uh, pretty cool. Very unique stuff they use with uh, choreography and it re- feels very modern in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not I have no issues when it comes to uh, mo- modern dance or anything like that. Um, but I think the the actress that plays Alice or even the actor that plays both her dying friend and the white rabbit is just kind of flat. Meh. Mm. It's 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 very just like and like British accents don't even hold up as well for a lot of these actors. Um it's hard it's it's very it's I'm so sad of even having to talk about it like this too mm-hmm. because as positive as I'm keeping it as as even reviewers were keeping it. Yeah. Uh 
they they can't help but admit where it's like this is just not that great of a show you know mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like the previous works like Spring Awakening that the creators have uh, made as well which I think Spring Awakening is just fine it's not one, one of my favorites but it's mm-hmm. I think it's okay mm-hmm. um, but uh, the last thing I want to leave here is just like how I'm feeling personally about it this comes from, from a, a Variety review by uh, Frank Rizzo so this is how I'm just going to close this out and this is what he says literally in his like last few lines of the review it goes but individual characters or moments or melodies aren't enough though a coming-of-age approach gives alice some distinction i wonder it is not Hmm. that's kind of the trope for all alice in wonderland broadway kind of credits because we look at frank wildhorn's adaptation a a couple i always say adaptation adaption a couple years ago it is adaptation adaptation (laughs) is it yeah Uh, but i say it uh, like jenna maroney adaptation instead of adaption i think you're just like me you just have your own unique dictionary (laughs) i I don't know but uh, frank wildhorn's bombed even though i kind of like the music and stuff it just went through so many rewrites and stuff that the story was lost there it's just a very tough source material to adapt i feel and it's it's oddly it's very sexual at times too and which makes me uncomfortable i could uh (laughs) give you some historical quotes about lewis carroll himself well I, 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 I mean of course like like his his work which, math wasn't the only thing he was teaching which mainly <laughs> which mainly is used as like that people interpret it as like mostly a child children's book mm-hmm. uh, and obviously you know a lot of it invokes like LSD and all these types of drugs and Gosh, gosh. exactly like so someone had, had a figure where it's like dur- during like this, the third number did someone scream it out gosh, gosh. not a Broadway <laughs> which uh, um, the third number of the show also, there's too much music in this show for, too, too much music in for, this for an hour and twenty five minute yeah, production that, that, that's a short show with, with no intermission. There's so much song that almost like that doesn't do anything. Yeah, mm. I, I mean, I, I don't because they were padded. They're e- like, we need enough. Even the end, something even, out there. even the end of the show I was like, what am I supposed to feel right now? <laughs> what like in the set? I want to bring this back to the set use. Um, they have a clock that's like twelve past nine. Mm-hmm. It doesn't do anything. It just it, it just it's, it's a clock that just sits right above the set. And it sometimes it just turns different shades of color. Maybe it's to, to remind you of your own morality. Maybe to yeah, evoke the scene. I mean, it's obviously like like I, like I said, one of the themes of the show is time. But but it, the clock doesn't do anything like you need. Here's the time you've wasted. Mark. Yeah, <laughs> seeing the show. I'm just so sad. Mm. I'm just so sad about it. But for it. some lighter yeah. news, you're starring in something. Oh yeah, but I want that to lead oh, into okay. it. So okay. let's talk well, about it together. All right. So let's talk. No, let's talk about the show that's going to happen. Oh yeah. So yeah. Uh, um, what what's coming to Broadway? Oh, that. Yeah. We're talk about that. Yeah, because so this will easily. We're gonna it. we're gonna pose a question to Matt. Oh no. We what? Got, we got some huge yeah. news here. Yeah. <laughs> what superhero Broadway legend is returning to the Great White Way to play Harold Hill in the Music Man? Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> So it's a, a superhero. superhero who also has strong oh. Broadway and singing, dancing roots. Okay, because I was thinking of it's um, Chris Evans. No, I was I was thinking Les Miserables when you said oh. Hugh. Well, but you're you're close. Is it uh, a man of uh, of a Jack nature? Yes, it is Hugh Jackman. <laughs> yeah, this is some Hugh. Jackman news. Yeah, he's coming to play Professor Harold Hill in the musical land with uh, Bunhead's beauty herself, Sutton Foster. Remember her? No? Okay. Two-time... Thoroughly modern Billy? Two-time best actress. Sweet Charity? No? 
Sweet Chariot? Anything no, goes. Charity. Mm, nope. Anything goes? <laughs> she went for that. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, yeah. Huh. Chorus girl turned starlet. But yeah, that's, that's coming. That's, a, that's excellent. Gotten some press. I'm very glad to I'm hear that. I'm excited for that. So after like he's done mulling about touring with uh, uh what's it called? You know the tickets are going to be hot. They're already expensive. <sighs> are you kidding me? Because he already has a Tony from Boy from Oz. He did mm. that before Wolverine mm-hmm. in the first place. So so he's a big draw. Yeah, of course, okay. yeah, big celebrity he, he's, draw. He's he's people have gone on record like this is the nicest man in Hollywood. Yeah. You know, like I don't he, know. Apparently, he's best besties with like Ivanka Trump and everything. <laughs> well, I mean, you just got to show face. You know what I mean? Who knows? I don't know. I don't think there's a bad bone in that man's body. That's yeah, nice. Yeah, I guess. That's good. I guess. Uh, but speaking of Sutton Foster, what was what was another show that she was in? Oh, Thoroughly Modern Millie. No, we had um, no. Um, uh, what other shows did I like? That's Anything Goes. She was in. Yes. Uh, I, I, Sweet Charity. But she was in. No other shows that I like that she was really in. You, you're telling me you didn't like Shrek the Musical? No, I didn't like Shrek the Musical. But what oh. do you have to say about it, Mark? Well, I mean. I'm I'm gonna be in Shrek the Musical. Oh! And Are I, you gonna be Pinocchio? No. You gonna be the Gingerbread Man? No. Who are you gonna be, Mark? Shrek. Woo! Oh, I love Shrek the Musical now. <laughs> Was that a donkey? <laughs> Damn Shrek! You a parfait! Damn Shrek! You thick! <laughs> That's what my kids would say if they went to see your show. So rest in pieces, Shrek. Mr. K. Shrek thick. <laughs> no, they, they mentioned Shrek as the person they pray to. That thing is still a thing. So, you know, oh, our God, Shrek. Shrek. Well, Shrek is like Shrek is love. Shrek is you life. You would know now, so I guess. <laughs> and it's all ogre now. Oh. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, it's exciting. Yeah. It's, nice. it's, first I'm week, just happy you're not playing Lord Farquaad because I know you I, have to be on your knees all day. Oh, no, you mean you have, like, padding for that as well. But, Mark, your knees. Hey, it's <laughs> you're like, seven foot eight. I thought in the I thought in Broadway in Hollywood you all, you were on your knees all day anyway. Oh, hey Maybe on a casting couch or two, but Ooh. that's uh, before the role. Yeah, but, you know, it's my first, like, leading role I have, I've had in a while. So I'm very excited about it. I you know nice. you do great, sweetie. But now you guys got to come out and I see know. me. Well, if, <laughs> you don't, I know. Mean, that's driving. I'm going. I'm not. I'm no, in. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not twisting your head. What do you mean? I need to go see. And then I saw her face. <laughs> da, 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 da. Now I'm a believer. Somebody. I don't think that's in the musical. Oh, they couldn't no. get the rights. No, just that last one. Smash well, Mouth was I'll, very. I'll sing it in the <laughs> yeah. audience. They, they, You'll sell it to yourself. They couldn't give enough of you, baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, I have two quick Tron the boards. All right. Um, next week I'm going to see Hades Town. Whereas we saw <laughs> bad show tickets. Uh, my tickets have doubled in value since their market price. Um, I'm going to see Hades Town. Hot ticket. New musical award winner, probably, against Tootsie, I hear. Next week, you'll hear about that. And then, another ticket that's doubled in value, I'm going to see the revival of Oklahoma in another two weeks. So, I'm super excited about that. Yay me! Okay, I'll tell you about it. (laughs) Bye! Hey, speaking of tickets that have gone up in value... Uh, I forgot. We forgot to mention Avengers Endgame tickets went on sale. Whoa! Someone's picking. Phone. Someone's picking up the movie phone. Oh, here. I don't know yeah. her. This is. Uh, well, let me tell you. Apparently, they, they broke Fandango and AMC. AMC, the long-running movie theater conglomerate that's been going on for 99 years, met its match. 
met its end at the hands of Thanos. Mm. Uh, the system was down for five hours, unprecedented. It was insane. I got my tickets the second they went up. I actually had to inform my Discord they were up. Shout out to r slash AMC's A-list Discord. Um, <laughs> Which you are the sole member of. <laughs> no, no. There's, there's a lot of weird people I know, because they sold out there. instantly. I know. No, a lot of weird people on that Discord that actually care about like projectors... Uh, like the models like you, that they Matt. use, like you, yeah, aspect ratios and stuff. No, don't but... worry, the projector's still on. <laughs> yeah, Mister Drafthouse, I don't feel so good. <laughs> if you please, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> don't worry, uh, the projector's still on. But big news story. Um, apparently, in our very own uh, woods of New Jersey, some fool on eBay. I, I still don't quite believe this but well, there, it's ebay so there, there is a sold <laughs> listing on ebay for a pair of tickets to see avengers endgame not even opening night because it, it's technically out on thursday mm-hmm. this is to see it on friday, friday at like west orange some random just little low low dunk theater <laughs> for fifteen thousand dollars what? What? $15,000? Oh, John's face just what? now went from like a smile as he was like... Why uh, can't you get him that money, Matt? <laughs> and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fool. I yeah. bought tickets for Sunday. That's, you would have been set for life. Oh, yeah. my God. You would have been... We could have all retired. You could be even prime, we prime rib every day. Yeah, right. <laughs> we don't need to do this. Right? Flip the table. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense to me. It uh, This is... Uh, uh, I've bought tickets for the biggest screen in the country, and those are going for 99 they got 15000 for this. I still don't what quite believe it. What dumb people. I don't believe it happened. I think it's either money they bought laundering. They tickets. Yeah, money laundering. Or there, there's some shady stuff going on here. Yeah. And it's not even IMAX. It's just regular 3D. That's literally the worst format to yeah. see this movie in. What kind of gift bags are they giving away at the West Orange? Yeah, you, you better get a handy. Re- reused, yeah, you better get a blowy. What are you talking about? Reused Avatar popcorn bags. <laughs> yeah. oh. It's just James Cameron's yeah. Avatar popcorn, <laughs> <laughs> or, or Shyamalan's Avatar popcorn bags. Cheaper. Oh, but well. I, I just had to get that out, so I, I'm going to be mad at myself for a while. Okay, we've got exactly ten minutes to wrap up disc jockeys for a sensible episode. Disc jockeys, All right, I got to try it in the boards. No, okay, yeah. do it because you never yeah. get any. Nine to five. At, Working at, nine to five. Ever, ever heard of it? Way to make a living. Let me tell you, I saw this last weekend. At, and you uh, loved it? At Parsippany High School. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, Why? Uh, Who was in it? No, no real reason. I just like <laughs> showed up out. to a random high school to yeah, watch the I show. I like doing that sometimes. No, you I'm kidding. Call I'm, kidding me. I'm kidding. You remember uh, the nephew I was talking about last week? I remember La- your last sis- week. I remember la- your sisters last that are fifty episode. years apart. Exactly. Yeah. So my nephew, the one who's older than me, um, yeah. The mystery uh, deepens. Oh, sorry. He's older, but he's in a high school production of Nine to Five. Yeah. Shout out to my niece and nephew. Um, no, this is a different nephew. Oh. <laughs> uh, this one's like fifteen or something. Shout out, no, shout out to my niece and nephew, uh, Jasmine and Kenny, for killing it. Yeah. Um, it, it was a good time. I liked yeah. it. it. It was better production than I th- expected, probably because of where we went to high school. That was a shit show. What do you mean? <laughs> I starred in all those productions. No, but the, the ones you didn't star in. Are you in. critiquing my acting? No, the ones you didn't mm, star in. I'll, I'll, I'll hold that against you. <laughs> hey, can, can we start over? Yeah. I think I remember I give you uh, uh, the magnet stage debut in one of the skits that I wrote. No, I, I cast I love you that. in. I love that one a lot. But yeah. The, the problem was... He had uh, the audience line. <laughs> Screw Verizon Fios. Everyone loved it. He was the star of the show. That was ridiculous. And I had to sing the song. No, I remember doing a production 
perception of West Side Story not being able to get over a fence, and I just turn to the audience. Save oh, it. I'll just go around. Save it for the West Side Story episode coming to oh, a theater near you soon. Uh, but yeah, nice. I've never seen it done live. Uh, I, the person who was doing Dolly had a, a good I love that Southern accent. Yeah. The movie's um, great, too. Yeah, I, I want to watch it. But yeah. Woke up out of bed and stumbled out the kitchen, yeah. pour myself a cup of ambition. I was imp- they had an actual orchestra there. Damn. Uh, for high school? Yeah, we couldn't do that. Damn. No, we were on kazoo. <laughs> I was on stage <laughs> yeah. doing it. Uh, uh, wait that, a minute. Who are you? That, <laughs> Jurassic Park theme. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's my chart on the board. I just want to give a shout out to other relatives. All right, we have 10 minutes for disc jockeys. Get those horses out the gates. I'm going to start because guess what, bitches? I got a disc jockey segment this week. What? How? Oh, right. I know. So first is an obvious one. So one of my Broadway girls, Britton Ashford, who is also in Great Comet, is putting out an EP titled Simply Drama Club, where she in her sultry mm. voice redoes some Broadway classics. Mm. Really interesting. I love her. So take a gander at that. And then... I made an interesting discovery. I am in love with this EP, Heartbreak for Now, by Roman Lewis. Um, You may recognize the song Ways, and I think the song Just a Woman on that same EP is really fantastic. He's a 17 or 18-year-old, I couldn't find the details online, (laughs) Londoner who writes songs the, for example, The Morning Before a Chemistry Test. Look at that! What's going on there? And it's really fun. That's that's when he writes the songs? That was like one of his interviews. He's like, I wrote that! an hour before the chemistry test I was about to take and I was yeah. like look at this quirky guy and I'm the youth it, he is an acoustic dream I love it he's given me some soul he's given me some Jeff Buckley up in there he's wow. given me some shit nice I love I've it i never heard of him I'll check him out Google it I saw it from an ad on Drag Race and I said boy I'm gonna buy your album That's then awesome. I went to the iTunes store and did just that look at that yep so my horse came in. <laughs> I, Woo! Uh, I, I, mine, I can bang up real fast. I talked about her last time. Oh, I'm, I know what you're going to bring up. I got it. I got her too. Oh, it's uh, Miss uh, Billy Ellish. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, who her, was on Hot Wings. Fuck you, yeah. Mark, for introducing me to Hot Wings. I'm addicted to it. <laughs> yeah. she She's, um, uh, this album just came out, what? Oh, a two, week ago. A week, uh, about a week ago. All week the ago. teens are into Billy Ellish. Yeah, yeah, well, but this is also uh, an artist people love to hate. They describe her as Ooh, thick. Wow. Thick. Oh, I don't know about that. That was the running joke from earlier in the episode. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, like, that's a little risque. No. She's only 17. Well, they're only 13. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, she's got some thick bass lines. I can oh, yeah. say that. I don't know what that means. <laughs> you, should see, you should see her in a crown. Crown. Oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what that means? Ma- we, Who are ma- you ma- we can go back and forth with this. Uh, I like I like it. I I think I almost like it a lot more than her last album. People describe that as like boring, and the, hmm. I think the reason people love to hate on her is just because of how privileged she is. She comes from a family of actors. Hmm. Uh, also, her, um, you know, they're, they're set for life essentially. Mm-hmm. Her, her her brother uh, uh, um, produces and writes all of her songs mm. for her. But uh, and I think her the, mom taught a songwriting class, and that's like where they picked it up, mm-hmm. taught them uh, specifically. Right. Did she pulled the Maria von Trapp and said, <laughs> yeah, "No, right? Yeah. You could say you bitch. Know. Yep. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I, I, I don't think I think she's an artist that doesn't so much rely on vocal quality, but the way that she really delivers the lyrics, and I think that's really more 
astounding when it comes to her music and they're very deep songs too at the same time where at the same time she could also feel like she's having fun with the music as well and that comes from both like some of the intros or outros of her music where she's just kind of like freakishly just kind of recording some of this stuff like yeah we did it like i thought i think she's just she's just someone who really like has loves a lot of fun and she's got like great resting bitch face Uh, for a 17 year old (laughs) oh yeah speaking of the fun there is literally a song on this record that samples multiple times uh the office episode threat level midnight yeah uh, with michael scarn okay mm-hmm. I, I don't even know I don't well think that's it, right up that's yeah. alley i know i don't <laughs> think it belongs like, in the song is this at the all office either. right now that i'm listening to <laughs> yeah it, 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 i like that a lot um the album is called when we all fall asleep where do we go mm-hmm. uh i think major label debut um, when she recorded it, she was she was only sixteen. She was only sixteen years old. Man, Crazy. She's pulling Adele, but like four years earlier. I know. <laughs> she was only supposed to blow the bloody doors <laughs> off. <laughs> I, I will say in this album, uh, there's nothing as exciting as "You Should See Me in a Crown." Mm-hmm. I think that's still my favorite uh, song in general uh, by her, but she kind of comes close. I I think it's just a very solid debut. It does like everything that. A debut for like such a hyped artist needs to do. Yeah. She does like some distinctive stuff. She has fun. She doesn't rely. She, it's not like a one trick pony. Like I wasn't crazy about um, bury a friend. I mean, I liked it as a song, but I didn't like how kind of similar aesthetically it was to. You should see me in a crown. Yeah. Um, but she has another song called When the Party's Over. Yeah. Uh, on the album, it's like a piano, just like a, a really well done, very jazzy. Yeah, I, I like that one. That's probably I like my second the sounds favorite. Of that. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I, I'm excited for her next album to maybe go a little bit bigger, a little bit grander, but uh, I, I think she's got a good head on her shoulders. She's heading in the right direction. Uh, there's, a, there's a very confident vibe to this album, like uh, insanely confident. Like if, if she wasn't so cool, like she really is a role <laughs> model to the little kids. Like if she wasn't so cool, I'd say she doesn't deserve it or hasn't earned it, but she really has. There's like darker Rihanna vibes to this, like Ooh. modern Rihanna, anti Rihanna. Yeah, going? exactly. <laughs> um, and like, I thought she was just like pretty okay, pretty fine. She has um, respected musicians like Dave Grohl and Paul McCartney in her pocket. But it wasn't until I actually saw the video for "You Should See Me in a Crown" just a couple days ago, where I was like, okay, it's her with a bunch of spiders, yeah, um, just crawling on her face, crawling on the crown oh. she's wearing on her head all in her chest and i was like okay there's like tarantulas and stuff and i was like okay if if i was trying to curate a a look an appeal Mm -hmm. and i was with people who would tell me like like trainers who'd be like no like it's totally fine it's totally safe we'll we'll teach you how to do it i'll be like okay i could probably pull it off even though it looks scary and then like halfway through the video you see a large tarantula come out of her mouth yeah <laughs> it's it's just just, just right do out. It. yeah and then i'm like nope that's that's all her. That, i feel like i that, respect that could that really have been real though oh it was she has you multi- asked her no multiple angles she's done it she's mentioned yeah. it in interviews there's like a snapchat video that she took of it okay she said she just like randomly came across a woman who was handling tarantulas like the way she does in that video and was trained on it. Oh, that's that's so intense. I cool. know. It's I couldn't believe it was real. I, I really like her like uh, apparel too. She just kind of mm-hmm. like dresses like she whatever. She wears clothes. Just just baggy <laughs> whatever. It's boxy. Yeah. Baggy and it's boxy. like I, I don't care how I look. Like fuck y'all. Yeah. 
<laughs> Mark is doing some weird hand motions. Well, no, now. That, that, literally, that's that. Like she, she has that kind of like really like, watch those hands, like whatever, you know, <laughs> like really ghetto like vibe about her. And yeah. I, I appreciate. I was that. gonna say Comme des Garçons, but mm. that's oh, just me. All right, and uh, well, there's one more artist I, I could get to real quick. Oh, quick! Shit. Wait, there's two more. Quick! Uh, one Vampire Weekend released another couple of singles again. I know yeah. every month that <laughs> one directed by Jonah Hill. No, that was last uh, batch. Oh, there's two that more? Sunflower. Yeah. They, <laughs> I did. they just released wow. This Life, and uh, that's the name of the track, and another one called Unbearably White. Okay. Which is a callback to two hours ago when we started the episode. Oh! <laughs> and um, Unbearably White, it, it sounds kind of cheesy, but it's actually a reference to like articles that were posted years ago saying, like, why is indie, raps or indie rock so unbearably white? And it's got like a picture of Vampire Weekend as the headline, uh, so they're kind of they're not even commenting on that though. It's kind of like a love song or a, a, a love lost song. Uh, and this life, I I like it. It's probably my second favorite of the batch that's come out. When you when it first starts up, the first twenty seconds, I'm like, hey, this is some Dave Matthews band shit. <laughs> but then once it settles one, in, it, two, it, <laughs> one, two, three, oh, bow, 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 bow. But then it settles into like a, a Paul Simon vibe, obviously, like all other Vampire Weekend stuff. Yeah. Um, I read a Stereo Gum article. I don't know why I did. That you was like, read? I what know. I tell you about that boy? I shouldn't have. They, they were, I'm watching you. They were like praising Vampire Weekend for being super dense. And they're like, dense not in the bad way, but like dense with like uh, poetry and references and shit like that. They were like, it's rife with references. They were like, uh, the opening lines to this life. Baby, I know pain is as natural as the rain. I just thought it didn't rain in California. They were like, that's clearly a reference to the Albert Hammond song, It Never Rains in Southern California. And I'm like, no, it's fucking. (laughs) That's as much of a reference. English teacher bullshit. That's as much of a reference to Al Hammond as it is to the local weather segment on on News 12 New Jersey. Uh, So... uh, I'm trying not to be a, a yeah. dick rider, but um, the songs. I'm are... going to use that. You're, you're such a dick rider, man. Use it in your class. Oh, yeah. Freeze frame, roll <laughs> credits. Yeah. But I mean, the songs are good. Um, I kind of miss older Vampire Weekend, but there's still a, a, a double album to go, so we'll see you next month. All right. Uh, finally, this is big news. Uh, Lil Nas X. I guess a SoundCloud rapper? No, he's a TikTok rapper. That's where he... So my kids Ew. will know yeah. him. Oh, they I, I know. I don't like those people at all. <laughs> he uh, He's on the come up. He got... He, he had the blast, the the smash Old Town Road, which he's trying to promote as like a, a country crossover. Oh, yeah. I've but, seen that with Billy Ray. But Billboard won't allow it to yeah. get on the country charts, yeah. only on the rap and I'm pop. I'm aware. And he, he got Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. He's like, all right, Billboard, you want to pull this? I'm going to get... Country legend Billy Ray Cyrus and yep. Hannah Montana legend, yeah, yeah. Um, to to feature on the track, and he does. He does and some it's rapping. Popular. All the kids are into it now. He does some rapping. Yeah. He's he's uh, talking about his sports Maserati and women in bras. I'm like Billy Ray, you don't have to do this, but okay. Anything for a paycheck? I hate mm-hmm. uh, I hate Lil Nas X's name. <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it's uh, uh, he's shitting all over like the name of Nas, one of the best rappers uh, of all time, and but. This song is it's kind of okay. I like what he does. It's it's built on a nine inch nail sample, which is funny because people Ooh. think it's country, but it's it's really not. It's just mm. like ambient. I want to <laughs> fuck you like an animal. 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 Come on, Billy Ray. 
but ache you, break yeah, your so, heart. So that's all. Be, yeah. be on the be on the lookout for that one. It's gonna play supermarkets soon, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And Urban Outfitters. Well, with that, any final thoughts before we? End this episode. Final thoughts. Yeah, anything to add? <laughs> I think we've done enough. I think we've done yeah. enough too. So anywhere that our audience can reach you guys, uh, you can reach me over at uh, M Zero Junior over on Instagram or Man Who Wears Hats over on Twitter. Or you can find my new podcast <gasps> Inside the Gamer Stronghold. Is it time? Uh, well, Podbean right now is is where it's only available by. But I think <laughs> by the Friday that comes out after this posts, it will be on. At least SoundCloud and iTunes, and I'm trying to get it. On, I'm trying to get it on Google Play. So say it aloud once more. Sorry for interrupting. Inside the Gamer Stronghold, available now on Podbean and soon to be on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. I can't wait. I wonder who the guests are. Right? <laughs> You'll just have to tune in and find out. I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> that was the chair, right, Matt? <laughs> Make that sound again. You can find me at uh, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, losing my mind, JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter. And you can follow my other podcast in the Nightcaps Theater movie canon thing, whatever we're doing here, universe. Um, anime was not a mistake, where we look at the works at Studio Ghibli, Miyazaki movies, and other anime, and determine whether or not they're a mistake. We just watched The Secret World of Arietti, and it was pretty dope. Mm. Yep. You could find me uh, on the AMC website. I currently have a, a five-second <laughs> timer going. It refreshes every five seconds on a Lincoln Square's 6 p.m. Thursday night showing of Endgame. Uh, I just hoping to get seats and then flip them for twenty k. Yeah, eat your heart out. That's all we want. And uh, yeah, my AMC stubs number is. Oh, I can't give that out. Can I? Yeah, no. No. You're just gonna have to be a peasant. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another installment of Nightcaps at the Theater. Special thanks to the Free Music Archive for providing the track Four Way by William Ross Chernoff's Nomads, an edited version of which you're hearing now. We at Nightcaps sincerely hope you enjoyed this episode. If that's the case, or even if it's not, please remember to rate our show on iTunes and leave a review. It really means a lot. Good night, and binge responsibly.